Hey everyone, George here. I know I'm part of the podcast, and I'm doing a bumper for the podcast, and that's weird, but whatever. Uh, I just want to let you know that Greg and I do another podcast, PlayStation Power, where we talk about PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and uh, we recently decided to cover PlayStation Portable games, and that's quite fun. Not family-friendly in any way, but is still a great listen, and I hope to see you there. On top of that, I also do Master System Masterpieces, where we talk about the Master System. Uh, Greg was on an episode of that, and we covered uh, Fantasy Star, and that was fun, so hopefully you listen to uh, any of those. And uh, just, you know, thanks for listening to anything that we do. Seriously. Welcome to Super NES Podcast. Uh, I'm Greg, joined by uh, joined by always like by my usual co-host George. I, this this game scarred me. <laughs> this game's a beast. Um, <laughs> uh, this is episode uh, this episode number ninety four of this uh, of this podcast. My turn to pick, uh, and we're covering the Super NES port of Total Carnage, uh, which is a uh, which is a port of an arcade game uh, developed uh, developed by Midway. Uh, with Super NES version uh, being developed by Black Pearl Software, or so- or software and published by Malibu Games in November of 1993 uh, for Super NES in North America and Europe. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so this is a very um, interesting, if flawed game, I think. Um, I do have some history with this game, but uh, you hadn't played this before in any version before this podcast. Uh, Alright, George? Nope. All right. Well, this is the spiritual sequel to Smash TV, which you probably can tell right away from playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have played Smash TV at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this game is yeah, this game is a lot in common with Smash TV. So um But anyway, yeah, so uh we um I think I since we've been covering some pretty heavy games recently that may be doing a more uh, a more fun kind of breezy shooter like be the way to go, but I forgot uh, I had not played this version of the game before. I was playing with the arcade version of the game because, uh, because it came out in the arcades in time when I was hanging out in arcades uh, during my high school years uh, back in the early 90s. But um, the Super NES version of the game is a very good port, but I forgot how frustrating and difficult that this game is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, this game was designed in arcades to be a serious quarter muncher, and the Super NES version of the game keeps that. <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird. We had to have a guy install, like, a, a quarter slot into the SNES. It was really odd. 
Um, so, uh, this game, as I mentioned before, as a moment ago, was Spiritual Sequel to Smash TV, uh, your, your Spiritual Sequel to Smash TV. Uh, a lot of the same people worked on it. Uh, some very famous, uh, uh, some very famous people, people in the industry, uh, had their hands, like, in this game. Uh, the designer of it was Mark Trammell, who designed also Smash TV. Um, uh, after this game, he went on to design the NBA Jam series. Uh, mm-hmm. So also, uh, uh, also, uh, uh, the games. Uh, the main program, um, uh, like so, and so the other designer was Eugene Jarvis, of course, of legendary, you know, legendary like arcade fame, um, uh, and also like and also a John Tobias who worked in the Mortal Kombat series was also the lead artist, uh, the, the the lead artist like in this game. So it was a very, uh, like. Like some very, you know, so some very like skilled people work in this game. Like Smash TV, this is a twin stick, uh, a twin stick shooter game. Uh, one joystick is used to move the character. What the uh, the character, the character, the other joystick is used to move. You know, to move the you know, the other character. The other joystick is used to fire the gun. I should say. Um, when we covered Smash TV on this podcast way back when, um. Uh, which is an early episode because George wasn't even on the podcast yet. Who's we? Uh, <laughs> I should have looked it up. I, I had a guest host, a, a guest host with me on the podcast. I apologize. I didn't. I apologize for not looking this up beforehand. Uh, but there was a guest host I had on the uh, you had the show to talk about Smash TV for that episode. Uh, the, Super, the Super NES version of the game got around the got around the twin stick problem by having the pad move the character and the four buttons uh, fire the gun on those angles. Uh, so it's a very good use of the controller, uh, you know, the controller in that game, uh, to be able to get around the twin stick, the, you know, twin stick, uh, the, uh, the twin stick issue. Um, and, uh, just, just to make a note, uh, you had Christian on from the Atari Lynx Game by Game podcast. Yes, that's right, yeah. I miss Christian. <laughs> uh... Yeah, he's been he's been super busy these days uh, because because of his military service and whatnot. He still wants to get the uh, he still wants to he st- he still wants to do the Lynx uh, podcast. Just you know, just just real life uh, like and all. So yeah, but uh, you know, do what you can, Christian. We understand. So, but anyway, yeah. So the controls of this game are very similar. Uh, yeah, because of that. Um, so this game was not quite as popular as Smash TV. So it did. Uh, so it did not get as many uh, home ports as Smash, uh, home ports as Smash, as Smash TV did. Besides, you know, besides the Super NES version of, this, uh, of the game, the game also got ported to the Game Boy, which I can only imagine must have been a nightmare to play. <laughs> Why would you uh, say that, Greg? Uh, because you're, because, yeah, because you're, because the Game Boy is not really built for a game of this style. <laughs> Why not? You know, you got the two joysticks and. <laughs> And that very sophisticated arcade of arcade hardware, right? Oh yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, you know, I spent five hundred dollars upgrading my Game Boy. <laughs> um, so this game also got a DOS port, which actually looked like a uh, DOS port, which actually looked like you, 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 which actually looked like a very, you know, um, you know, a very good port of the game. Actually, all things considered, you all things considered, you all things considered, all things considered, you all things considered. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It also got ported to the Amiga, th- uh, you know, the Amiga CD. To, you also got ported, uh, ported to the short-lived Amiga CD32, uh, 32, uh, CD32 system, um, and it also came out on regular like Amiga computer as well. 
uh, a port a port for the Jaguar was started uh, back in 1995. Uh, it never got very far. Uh, uh, you're very far before it got canceled. Um, however, 10 years later, um, um, a small publishing company um, uh, by the name of a uh, Songbird Productions, who's very well regarded in the Jaguar homebrew uh, uh, community, uh, picked up the port and finished it. Uh, picked up the port of the game, finished it off, and released it. Oh wow! I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, yeah, it looks pretty good too. Hmm. Okay. So kudos to them for uh, for you know, for, you know finishing up the game and like, getting it out. Uh, the game's also appeared in several like midway, some midway compilations. Um, it came out uh, the the the, the, uh, the arcade version of the game was included in Midway Arcade Treasures Two uh, for the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. Well, hey, <laughs> now we have an idea of. Uh... What we can cover next. It also came out. I, um, it also came out in 2012, uh, like the Midway Arcade Origins uh, collection for the PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, and it also came out as part of the Midway Arcade Treasures uh, Deluxe Edition, uh, like the PC. Yeah, so, a lot of those compilation things really. It's uh, a lot of those compilation discs out there on console and whatnot. Yes, there is. Well, it's, well, it's, well, 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 they're popular too. And they're cheap for the companies involved because you just got to like slap together a bunch of old arcade games, right? So you know why not? But mm-hmm. um, um, so anyway, uh, this game, like I said before, is definitely a twin stick shooter. Uh, definitely has a lot of common, uh, like Smash, uh, 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 you know, a lot of common, uh, you know, a lot of common Smash TV. Just talk about the overall, your the, the overall gameplay, the gameplay here at the top. It's top down. It's a top down shooter. We control like one. Uh, one or one or two characters. Uh, the the uh, um, uh, the game to support like you know like dual players, where you basically just go through stages, uh, just fighting a whole bunch of enemies and um, and picking up a whole bunch of power ups, uh, power ups, uh, power ups, and also getting a whole bunch of the uh, objects for points. Um, and it's definitely quarter muncher like an arcade version. Uh, probably one of those quarter munchy games I know of. If that's a word. <laughs> it is now a word. Okay. The developers, the, uh, the developer publishing, uh, the developer publisher of this game are uh, like both interesting. The developer of this game was a small company called Black Pearl Software, uh, which is well known in the community because they covered, um, uh, because they covered a lot of uh, you know, a lot of like arcade ports. Um, numerous games were done by them over the years. They started in 1993, and they were. Uh, developing importing games all the way up until uh, 19, uh, all the way up uh, 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 like all the way up to and even though it was only like you know like a five year period they did a lot of games in that time period that are uh, you uh, uh, time period uh, and they're kind of their reputation's a mixed bag some of their ports are very good and other ports are just you know, other ports are just garbage so um, I, I think Black Pearl Software probably gets a bit more hate than it deserves, but because it could be, because a lot of developers, I'm sure they were operating on a very tight time frame, limited, you know, limited budget, and a lot of pressures from the publishers or the uh, publishers, the, you know, the right holders, they get something out uh, ASAP and whatnot. So I don't think they deserve all the hate that they get. Um, but their track record, but to be fair, their track record over the years is definitely mixed. Uh, they, uh, they're most well known for covering the Super Star Wars games on the Super NES. Uh, they're the main developers, slightly behind that series. 
Which you can now play on your PlayStation 4. Yes, I saw that. That's weird. Isn't that just so weird? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, they also handled. Uh, they also handled. They, they also handled like a lot of the uh, strike games. Uh, Desert Strike, uh, Urban Strike, Jungle Strike. Uh, a lot of the EA Sports titles were done by them. Uh, FIFA, Madden, etc. So just. Oh, I never of- heard of etc. How, how's that gameplay? Pretty good. <laughs> uh, Since A2000 was done by them. Um, Ooh. So, uh, yeah, mostly ports. Uh, Malibu, uh, uh, so Malibu, like some Malibu, uh, um, uh, Malibu Interactive originally started as Acme Interactive in uh, 1991. Uh, that company was founded by uh, Bob Jacob, who is best known for having... Uh, best known, uh, best known, like being one of the key founders behind like, Cinemaware, which is one of the best known uh, computer companies uh, of like the eighties. Uh, a lot of legendary games like the Amiga. So he, so he, uh, he, he eventually left Cinemaware and uh, 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 Cinemaware like from Malibu. Uh, they also, uh, they also had a, uh, they also had a, uh, they also had a comics branch. Uh, the Malibu Comics Comics Entertainment Incorporated, uh, and they, um, which eventually they picked up by. Uh, uh, which eventually, which, which eventually bought out by uh, Marvel. Uh, so, uh, uh, so they also, so besides also doing video games, they also, uh, uh, the other arm, you the other side of the company, because like, you, um, you, you, uh, I was also responsible for you for publishing like comics. So, uh, their history ranged from 1990 until until 2000, uh, 2009, uh, like their games. Uh, looking down the list, they published quite a few good games, uh, and, and also, um, and also, uh, you know, also, um, also some garbage games also as well. Um, Batman Returns, uh, Joe Montana, like NFL football on Sega CD. Uh, a lot of a lot of moving TV ports like Three Ninjas Kickback and um, Cliffhanger, for example, uh, were done by them. Um, Sequest, another like you know like a, a, a TV port. Uh, they their last game was a bowling game for the iPhone two thousand nine. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and both um and both Black Pro Software and Malibu Games were also owned by THQ. Really? Yes. Oh, so, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Look at that! I, I sit here and I learn on the podcast. <laughs> um, so um, this game is a very good port of the super. Uh, uh, the super version of the game is a very good port, like their key. Uh, very good port, like uh, you're a very good port, like their arcade game. Um, the difficulty is a little bit harder, harder this version of the game compared to the arcade version, I think. Um, which is which is which is something which says something because the arcade version. Because their key difficulty was already like pretty high to begin with. <laughs> um, the, the the graphics and sound effects are tu- are toned down or toned down just a little bit to be able to handle Super NES processor. There's not quite as enemies. There's not quite as many enemies on like enemies on screen um, in Super NES version as there is in the arcade version. But still, the Super NES version of the game, you still get a lot of enemies on screen at once. Uh, I think I counted maybe like 25 enemies on screen at the peak. So. Uh, so they so 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 developers definitely developers definitely knew the um you definitely knew the, uh definitely knew the system um you you even though it was one of the very first games that Black Pearl actually like, developed 
Um, all in all, this is a very good port of the game, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this this game is this game is something. <laughs> yeah, I it, I I had nightmares. Not good nightmares, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, is there such thing as good nightmares? Um, it depends, but how, it depends like how you define it. I think. What are you so. talking? I've never heard of a good nightmare before. <laughs> um, so I like actually, this is also a very good dream. <laughs> I'm getting chased by somebody with a knife. I love this. So, like Smash TV, this game is a very tongue-in-cheek, over-the-top story. Um, uh, there's uh, there's a Middle Eastern, di- so there's a so there's a dictator like the Middle East, which is obviously in Iraq. Like although they're not even st- uh, you're, you're calling it Iraq because like uh, because what's because, because of course they're making fun of like you know like Iraq and Saddam Hussein. Uh, again, you got to remember that this game came out in 1993. So um, it's weird how kind of relevant it can be still. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So general like Agboob. Uh, who seriously? <laughs> yo, ser- that that seriously his name? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It just that's the way I reacted when I first saw his name. Um, the uh. year, the year, the year, the year nineteen ninety nine. His country recently did a war. Uh, lots of reporters go to the country trying to get a scoop. Um, uh, there's some there's some mystery about this baby milk factory that they're you know that they're reporting on that maybe it's not producing like milk. <laughs> um, so, but are and- they producing babies? Uh, they're producing, they're producing <laughs> monsters and mutants, apparently, because... That's close enough to babies, uh, right? That's what babies are, right? <laughs> because you were sent in, you were, because you were sent in by the U.S. government to, to rescue the hostages, uh, like, always, you, 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 you always, like, always the reporters, and also find out what's going on here, so, uh, you play either as Captain Carnage or Major Mayhem, um, your, your typical 80s style, like, you know, like, uh, you know, bare-shirted, uh, gung-ho, strong muscle, you know, Rambo-style characters. Right. Um, and you have to, um, you know, and you have the Doomsday Squad, and you have to go into invade his country, take out the base, wipe out his forces, destroy the mutants, rescue the hostages, and at the end of the game, like, capture... I capture the dictator himself. So, you know, again... Which I didn't get to do. Yeah, I well, missed him. We will we will talk about that because that's a whole different story, like in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, if you played, so like I said, you know, um, the gameplay style is very similar to Smash TV because, like I said, you get in, you're basically just you're basically just like you're, uh, going top down. The game mostly goes up and down. There are parts of the, uh, uh, you know, there are parts of the game we have to go like left or right. Uh, there is a little bit of freedom in, in movement. Uh, there's a couple places in the game where you get to pick uh, which mission you want to do by either going left or right. Um, and every now and then, uh, every now and the game, and every now and then in the game, you also you also have the, uh, you, uh, you also have the choice to hop into like uh, warp portals. And these warp, and, and, and and depending on the warp portal, that way they send you to a bonus area where you can rack up a whole bunch of points. Uh, uh, the aura, uh, the aura function shortcut. Uh, I mean, which will advance you like forward to uh, uh, you forward in the game. Um, and during the game, you also get to pick up things like, you know, gems, uh, gems and gold and rescue hostages to be able to get points. And, uh, points every now and then there's the like, U.S. flags that you want to, like, also defend. Um, and there's also keys you pick up in the game. You need to pick up a certain number of keys to be able to unlock the best ending of the game. Uh, which we'll talk about here, like, later on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, we definitely will talk about that. You're right. <laughs> Um, and you also have a whole bunch of like power weapons available to you. Um, you have here, 
Uh, you have here, like, you know, mines you can lay to be able to, like, lay down mines to blow up, like, certain enemies and vehicles. There's also, like, uh, boots you can pick up uh, to be able to, like, go faster. By the way, the sound effect for that is the exact same sound effect, like, is the, um, uh, one of the three huges. I love it. <laughs> um... There's also a uh, there's also a bazooka. There's also a grenade launcher in the game. There's also a flamethrower you can pick up. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Isn't there two different types of flamethrowers? Yep. Uh, there's the, there's a there's, there's a long range one and a short range one. There's a flamethrower and there's a flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's also like a box of mines you can pick up, which causes your character to automatically you automatically lay down mines for a certain number uh, um, uh, a certain number of seconds. And there's also like a barrier shooter to pick up, uh, which like, so which make your character like invincible for a short period of time. Uh, so um, the controls of this game, like I said, are pretty good. It uses the it uses um it uses um it uses the it uses the Smash TV style, which is like a uh, 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 super NES controls. You get the pad to to pad to, to pad your character, and the four buttons and the four buttons of the controller to decide which direction you're shooting in. So um, pretty good controls for the most part. Um, I thought um, there was there was a little bit of slowdown in a couple places that uh, I, I'm noticing the game as far as like you know because um because, because so much action going on so much, so much action going on the screen like at once at certain points but um but but it, but it's not very often very 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 often so we consider it to be like you know like a um, you know like a pretty like a pretty like you know bad point of the game um. There's also, there's also, let's see, there's also the, um, uh, there's also, there's, uh, there's also, uh, there's also, uh, there's also some boss fights, uh, including the Mother of All Boss Battles, which appropriately like named. Uh, he is a, yeah, he is a tough SOB to bring down. You're especially playing by yourself. Not unless you got cheat codes. Cheat codes are great. Yep, we'll, we'll talk about those later on. So. I cheated so I could get to the end of this game. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, this game. Yeah, this game encourages cheating because it's very frustrating. Um, it is. It's it's so difficult. It's very very difficult. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know why they felt the need to make Super Nintendo the game harder, but they did. So. Um, <sighs> That's so. Weird. I have a question for you. The the arcade was was the shooting eight ways as well. Ah uh, yes. Like I said, okay. it's one stick shooter, so uh, one stick moved your character, and the other stick, I shot the gun. Oh, that's so annoying, because it's just... Because, uh, like, obviously, you know, newer games, they're not just A-way, they're basically wherever you point, but... Right. You know, obviously there's limitations to older hardware. Yep. It's just, I, I just wasn't used to that, so, you know, I... There's there's that, but, uh... Yeah, shooting with the buttons is, is weird. Well... Well, but like it's like it's w it's weird, yeah. but it's more accurate than having a stick that only goes eight ways. Oh yeah, I mean like so. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, like I said before, back in the back to the episode, the developers, the developers, the developers did the best job they could to port the game to control, the control, control. Considering that Twin Stick Shooter joysticks didn't exist in 1993, I mean like you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, you just didn't have the option. So I mean, they did the best they could. The, the, uh, 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 um, you know, like the hardware, uh, and I think overall, I think I think that uh, overall, I, I, I think they did, I think that they, I think they did, they did a pretty good job. Um, side note: for the NES and Sega system of Smash TV, the way they got around it, and then those versions of the game, like, required two controllers. 
uh, you'd hold both controllers your hand vertically, and the left controller, the pad, the pad move your character, and the right controller, the pad, uh, the pad was used uh, to shoot your gun. They did that in the Master System version as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, pre- so pretty genius. <laughs> yeah, that's it's uh, not bad. Takes some, you know, takes some getting used to. Um, you know, gr- granted, granted, you know, just takes some getting used to. Um, you know, having because not because not a lot of games required you have like you know, both controllers in your hand to play. But um, once you get yeah, once you get used to it, it's not that bad. Right, unless you're playing what like GoldenEye on N64. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, like this game is definitely, like George said, very, very difficult. Um, I think it's a fun game. It's certainly like a lot of fun, just like you know, just to let your inner commando out and just like, go around and shoot a whole bunch of things. But, um, and it's not a long game. It's about an hour. I know long play. The long play of this game online is about an hour. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's tough. Um, it is a. Um, I think mostly, um, I'm curious to, I'm curious to know what you think about this, George. I, th- I think for the most part, the stage design, uh, the, the stage design I thought was pretty well done. Uh, there's a wide mix of enemies, uh, opposing you, uh, opposing you, and, um, and the game's, you know, the game's always frantic and furious. Uh, I think some of the areas go on for a bit too long. For example, for, like, for, for example, there's one area where you have to, like, but dodge or dodge or blow up a whole, uh, blow up a whole line of trucks and tanks coming at you. Oh, jeez. You like down a highway? There's a couple on, of those. Yeah, yeah, that goes on for a bit too long. It's like you know, you know, like fifty vehicles, really. But it really so, does. I but, agree with uh, you on that. But yeah, uh, but yeah, overall, but overall, but overall, I thought, um, you know, I thought the stage design, um, you know, the enemies that face the game like pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like you can play maybe halfway, maybe even less further than that. But like, you can play. Up to a certain part, and then you've basically seen everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of repeats. The only time that it's really different is like the boss battle at the end. Um. Yeah, that is a yeah yeah that is a long tough tough boss battle too, especially by yourself. Yeah. Also, but, if you're playing this game for a long time, uh, certainly you might have a problem with like your thumbs getting sore, mm-hmm. at least for the shooting part. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I I didn't really have the problem, but I. I could definitely see that happening. The, once you learn out, yeah. Once you get, yeah. Once you get, once you get, yeah. Once you get better at the game, uh, figuring out, which you, uh, you, yeah, figure out, you, 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 you figure out which, figure out which warp portal is act shortcuts like is a real help. Right. Um, this game actually, like the arcade version of the game, believe it or not, has a password feature. Uh, the arcade, the arcade version of the game actually actually allowed you to put, you actually allowed you to put in a password. Um. I uh, just skip ahead in the game. Well then, which is pretty, which is pretty rare for arcade games, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, this game did not sell very well, like in the arcades, for several reasons. Um, apparently, um, they didn't even sell two thousand, uh, you know, two thousand cabinets. Really? Yeah. So. Wow. So um. So that's the reason that Mark Tremell decided to go in a totally different direction, like the next project, which, uh, 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 project would turn into like Smash, uh, sorry, like you know NBA Jam. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, I think I can see why. I mean, like you know, this game came out in a time period when shooters were kind of uh, oversaturating the market, um, and also the fact that you know the difficulty of the game, the, 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 uh, the difficulty of the game was probably certainly like didn't help. 
Um, and also the fact that this game may have been thought to this game may have been thought as kind of being a little bit too similar to Smash TV. Um, you know, even though that you, uh, um, you even though there are some big differences like between the games, right? But yeah, most people. Uh, yeah, like most people, like you know, like um, you know, gave the game like high marks, and the Super Nintendo version of the game also received like pretty high marks too when it came out. Um, so, so the major frustration of the game, which we mentioned before, is the fact it's very difficult, it's very frustrating. Um, you know, like some, uh, uh, some parts of the game can, um, you know, some parts of the game can feel repetitive. I can verify from personal experience that playing with somebody else does help a lot, uh, because the game is certainly, like the game certainly a lot easier like a second player. Um, the graphics are pretty good. The graphics are pretty much a straight port, uh, uh, a straight port like the arcade version, like I said before. Um, uh, you know they're very cartoony. Um, you know, um, you know, not super sharp, but they get the job done. Yeah, I've, it's just like some things just uh, scar me. Um, <laughs> like you know, like when you finish a, a mission and you got. The guy shooting the gun, and then he makes that smile. It's like, no, please, no, stop! <laughs> oh, you're scaring me. I'm like the bosses too. The bosses, it's just like, yeah. What, it's just like, what is what is going on? Were these people taking drugs or something? Like this is just, oh, <laughs> uh, it's just so, uh, you know. Plus, plus the cutscenes, yeah. Plus, the, yeah. Plus the cutscenes that you get, like you know, like uh, 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 the cutscenes, uh, the, the cutscenes that you get in general every now and then are great. Because oh, like, yeah. Because like he's speaking several lines like gibberish, and all of a sudden there's like a nonsense line in English afterwards. Like I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, totally ripped off like Smash TV. Also, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, music is also carried over straight from the arcade game. Um, um, it's fine. It's, it's typical arcade music. Um, you know, not bad, not terrible. There's that one song that's like that plays through almost the whole game, and it just. It's so weird. It just makes me think of like a weird DOS game that this one guy made in his basement, and that like that would be like the kind of music that he put in it. Like that's what it reminds me of. It's just like some weird DOS game. Uh, <laughs> uh. So uh, there's a famous bug also like in the arcade version of this game. Of course there is. Well, uh, that was fixed for the uh, Super NES version of the game, though. Thank God. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before. Uh, the ending, the ending, the ending of this game. There's three different endings of this game depending on uh, what you do. Um, uh, two of these endings involve the like involve whether you capture the general at the end or like allow him to escape. Uh, we will talk about uh, 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 that aspect here like a little bit. Um, the third ending of the game is the Pleasure Dome, which is a direct ripoff from Smash TV's a hidden ending because the because, because hidden ending of Smash TV also involved the Pleasure Dome. And like Smash TV, in order to access the Pleasure, the pleasure Dome in this game, you have to um, you have to capture a certain number of keys, um, which is not easy to get. You have to get 120 keys to be able to, to like to be able to unlock the um, uh, to, 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 to unlock the Pleasure Dome. Is it um, worth it? Well, yes and no. I mean, you can see the ending online I'll take the enough, no part, and I'll but... listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very difficult to get. We'll talk about this uh, a little bit more like here on on. Uh, but if you get all 120 keys, uh, after the game's over, uh, there'll be an extra scene where you can see this pleasure dome, and um, and you see the two characters of this game uh, join the two heroes of Smash TV, 
um, in Pleasure Dome, surrounded like, uh, 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 surrounded like, you know, surrounded like, you know, beautiful women and like, you know, like riches and gold and that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, just, you know, and the graduate message is like, you know, okay, like, you know, like you've, you've done a great job, you've unlocked enough keys, you know, you're gonna get to join the Smash TV brothers and like, you know, eternal pleasure, you know, blah, blah, blah that kind of stuff. Um, so no, it's not worth it. <laughs> so in the original, like so, like so, like the original arcade version of the game, um, the um, there was a uh, um, the bad ending. The bad ending would show would show the same screen. It would show you part of the Pleasure Dome screen, not all of it, but show the entrance. Uh, like, um, but show the entrance. The entrance to Pleasure Dome. The Pleasure Dome to tease you, uh, like what you get if you get enough keys. Um, uh, it also had a message like challenging the player to collect other, like, um, to collect other treasures. However, bug in the game caused a good ending to be displayed with, uh, like, the bad ending text. So, so we, what? Yeah, so if you got all the keys and, and you got the Pleasure Dome, you saw, the, you, you saw the Pleasure Dome screen, but the text that. But the text the game was given to you made you sound like that you didn't get the pleasure dome. Um, so it was very confusing. So, uh, and apparently, apparently nobody in Midway knew of the bug. Um, I know they were trying, um, you know, I think they were working on the 2012, uh, port of the game for the, uh, the, like the Midway, uh, Arcade Origins, uh, collection. So, uh, the programmer Mark Trammell was brought in to work on it, and he said it, um, it, um, he said in an interview that he remembers writing code uh, for, like, for both endings and the code worked uh, but he wasn't sure why the code was changed we didn't know why the bug got introduced uh, he was thinking that perhaps he might have kept the bug in as a joke on players uh, he really he, 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 so he really wasn't sure so they decided that's a cruel that, joke <laughs> so they decided not to fix the bug so uh, the arcade version like, so all, like so all the ports of the arcade game in, in those collections still have the bug in it Yay! But the Super NES version of the game does not have that bug. Well, good luck getting all the keys. Yes, uh, we're gonna. T- so, um, so, 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 let's talk about those endings. Uh, and, and if you want to talk about frustration, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, is uh, the end of this game. Yep, frustration city. I'm uh, so I'm gonna quote this from a so so I'm so, 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 so I'm gonna quote this from a long player on YouTube, uh, Mad Matt, who did a word of long play um, uh, uh, coverage of this game, which I highly recommend watching. Watching if you want to see both the good and bad ending uh, of this game, by the way, um, he did this. He put this very succinctly in a few paragraphs, a lot better than I ever could. So I'm so I'm just gonna like borrow his text, his text here, and just to make, uh, just to make it like you 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 just make. You know, just to make this like a bit easier to explain. Uh, quote: This here is a damned hard port. It's like the arcade original, especially going for 100. percent I um I, I had to clear the game three three times before getting it right. The game is quite long with some repetitive parts, such as destroying a long road of trucks. We talked about that earlier, George. Side note. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to him, I'm sure the game would be much easier for two players, but the challenge of getting all the keys still stands. 120 keys needed, and the drop rate's pretty and the drop and the drop rate's pretty damn low. And when they do randomly appear, it's, it's, it's usually it's usually usually just as you're about to scroll off the screen. Yep. <laughs> uh, getting all these keys requires making sure to use all the correct warp, warp jumps to the areas and bonus bonus areas, and never take the shortcuts. Also, not using the bombs to clear stages quick helps as well. As longer as longer they're as longer as longer you're they're killing stuff, the more likely your random key will drop. Getting the next 
I, I game to the end realizing game to the end realizing you came up in a few short is very annoying. The final stage we must capture the general. It, the capture general looks like the best ending is absolutely impossible. Uh, impossible one player. If just four soldiers get away, you fail. They move at different speeds and uh, at different speeds, and to make your character moves move so slow it's possible to cover both sides. I had to plug in pad two, a pad two, a uh, make it for one player in each hand uh, to finally make it to the final bet. Ooh. If I knew beforehand how much effort it was going to take to get the perfect ending, I probably, um, I probably wouldn't have bothered doing this in the first place. <laughs> so end quote. So yeah. Um. He's right. You cannot do the ending. You cannot get the best ending of the game by yourself because it's impossible to cover both sides. Great. That's good to know. <laughs> so you want to talk about frustration? Yeah. There's a. Uh, no, no. So not only do you have the frustration, frustration type of trying to get hundred, you know, hundred, uh, uh, hundred twenty keys like, uh, like the best ending. There's also frustration like about not being able to capture the general. So yeah, his long play on here shows like both endings. So it's high. Um. Uh, I say. I highly recommend it. So yeah, I mean, like you know, they kept that from the arcade version of the game, granted. But you, but you know, I don't understand. I don't, you know, I, you know, I, I, I understand wanting to keep the game difficult to encourage players to keep playing it because the home version of the game is supposed to be the quarter muncher. But I don't understand why I had to. But I don't understand why I had to keep the difficulty of the game for those enemies to be so like so high. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess so. I definitely agree with you 100 there, George. George, 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 George. It's very frustrating. Um, I don't. Um, I don't think it's a fun game, but you know, but 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 the kind of game you want to pick up and play for a while. Then you, you know, then you finally get pissed off at it after a while. Put you know, put the game down and never touch it again for like about a year or so. Hmm. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't think I want to come back to this game. I don't want to. I don't care about the ending. I. I beat it. Whatever. Yeah. So overall, like, so overall, what do you think about the game as far as the, uh, um, you know, besides the, uh, you know, as far, um, as far as the game playing Fun Factor itself, you know, you know, you know, besides the, besides the insane difficulty. Uh, it's a cool game, but it just eventually just gets tedious. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's probably a better idea to play with somebody else. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I never played the Super NES version of the game two players. I definitely spent a lot of time playing uh, playing the game with a friend back in the arcades, and definitely right. a lot better two players. Yeah, it's it's probably something cool to like sit down and just you know get together with somebody and, and play. But um, yeah, it's 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 so difficult and like especially the end boss there. But like it's it's weird because this game is just really short too it's the only reason why you probably sit there for hours playing the game is because you keep running out of lives <laughs> yes uh yeah uh what was the name of that boss uh the um uh yeah the mother of all bosses what the heck was his name again uh, uh i don't know yeah uh, he he takes a lot of lives <laughs> they all take a lot of lives there's just yeah. so much because like th- there are scenarios where there are guys constantly spawning out of the the uh, sludge the the slime or whatever the right. radioactive yeah. goop or whatever and then on top of that you got these big guys coming out of crates and then you have these bombs that are dropping from the sky and if you don't get you don't disarm those they kill you 
And then, you know, on top of that, just like, you know what? Let's put electric uh, obstacles there so when you step on it or near <laughs> it, you're you're dead. And it's just like, dude, what? <laughs> like, this is just a little ridiculous. <laughs> it's okay. like, it's difficulty in the sense of we're just going to put too much there for the player. <laughs> yeah, his name is Orcus, by the way, the mother of all boss battles. Yeah. Uh. Which reminds me of the boss battles that Smash TV had, but... But Smash TV, but especially boss battles were not quite as difficult as this one is, I think. Because Smash TV is a very tough game, but I think this game's even harder. Yeah, I don't have too much experience with Smash TV, but I think I prefer that. <laughs> uh, I do also. I mean, you know, I like this game. Uh, you know, I had nostalgia for it. It definitely's, um, it's definitely like a fun game. I, I just think Smash TV was a better game. So. Um, but still, I mean, you know, this is like a fun game to play, like in short bursts, I think, because like, like you said, if you know what you're doing, and, and you don't care about the best ending, you can get through the game, like, uh, the, uh, I, uh, you'll work it there quickly, so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, like, you know, you can enjoy classic, um, you know, enjoy classic, uh, uh, Twin Stick Traders games like this, and I've never played it, by all means, give it a shot. You know, it's a very good arcade port. Um, it's a fun game, and especially it's especially a lot better if you have somebody else to play it with. You know, the fun fact of this game definitely increases by factor of ten, but your friend, your, uh, your friend, like plow through it with everything. So, um, if you're by yourself, though, be 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 uh, uh, be, uh, be prepared for a frustrating game. Um, you know, it's a fun game, but uh, the long term the, the long term playability factor the long term playability factor of this game is kind of questionable at best, I think. Mm-hmm. George, anything to say about that? <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I really just don't know what to say about this game. Yeah. So you mentioned so you mentioned cheat codes. Uh, I'm aware of two cheat codes in this game. I uh, found in research. I uh, 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 research on it. Uh, one of them's just a one of them. One of them. One of them's, one of them's just a cool Easter egg uh, kind of like thing. Uh, hidden voices that are available in the game. Um, if you put your high, um, like my, uh, like my high score screen, you put your name in as Yadim, Y-A-W-D-I-M, uh, then puts right, uh, you'll be able to hear, like, various secret voices that didn't make it over, like, to the Super NES version of the game. Hmm. Uh, that, uh, uh, that's one cheat code. There's also, there's also, uh, there's also, uh, there's also stage select. To do that, you have to earn first place on the high score screen, then enter your name as Fire. Um, and after that, when you start the game over again, you'll be picking stage you want to. Good luck with that. Yeah, so, um, did you find another cheat code? Because you mentioned earlier that you cheated a bit to make it to the game. I use Game Genie. Oh, okay. That, that explains it. <laughs> yep. Definitely does. <laughs> yeah, Game Genie, Game Genie may be recommended actually for your first time, uh, first time playing this because... And every time playing this. Well, I mean, eventually you can probably be good enough to get through the game on, um, you know... Uh, you know, I want to continue, but... I'm not very good at these games, so I would always <laughs> use Game Genie. Yeah, I'm pretty good at games like this, and still very, very tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, uh, some of the violence level in this game was also toned down a little bit, uh, uh, compared to the arcade version. Uh, the, um, I think I forgot to mention that earlier. Um, there's not quite as much blood in, the, blood in this version of the game as there's, um, you know, there's like in the arcade version of the game. Hmm. Uh, because Nintendo censorship, you know, Nintendo censorship at this time period, and blah blah blah. Like you know the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. Um. 
So uh, this is this is pretty underrated. Uh, the underrated, I think, uh, twin stick shooter. That, that's why I said if you're a fan of this genre and never played this, by all means, check it out. Um, it's, a very, it's a very good arcade port of the game. Just just prepare to be frustrated uh, because uh, because I think this is probably one of the most difficult uh, twin stick shooters I played. Uh, you definitely need to come in here with a high patience level and also, like, you know, the willingness to just to sink some time into it to become good at the game. Or do a door exit and just cheat your ass off. <laughs> Cheaters always win. Cheaters always prosper, yep. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, the difficulties of the bosses and that, like, that, like, that BS stuff you have to pull off to get the, uh, you, you would access the, access the, the pleasure dome and also be able to get the best name of the game to capture the general. Not fun. Not good design at all. I don't, don't know why they did it that way. Um, I definitely had issues with that. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, if you look at this game on eBay, it's pretty, it's pretty cheap. Um, not that bad, I, I think, altogether. Um, uh, pretty easily found. 46 copies, uh, uh, uh currently listed. 36 copies of the game I recently sold. Um, card only. These prices include shipping, by the way. Uh, card only, card only, like, running from $9 to $17. I think it's, like, pretty fair for the game. Uh, CIB copies of the game can run you in from $32.50 to $44.50. So, yeah, not that bad for CIB pricing either. I don't know if I want to buy this game. Well, nine bucks, I think it's like worth it? Uh, I guess, if you could get somebody else to play with. True, yeah. Like by I yourself, said, I don't know. The fun fact of this game definitely increases definitely increases to quite a lot. Uh, you, um, you'll be... Um, you, you have your friend to play with. Or you, um, you know what? You could just t- get a second controller and play with your feet. Uh, that'd be that'd be a pretty a pretty a pretty skilled trick. <laughs> yeah, but at least you have two players. Yes, that's true. But or you try to do what the other person did and just like you know like play like play with players both controllers. Oh jeez. <laughs> that'd be some mad skills right there. I'd like to see that. That's scary. Uh so, but um, yeah, so a fun game. I uh, definitely, definitely wanted to check this out. The, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to check out this version of the game because I never played this, uh, 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 played this version of the game before. I'm glad I did. Um, I think the port of the game is very well, but you know, I don't understand why they, I don't understand why they kept the difficulty so high and it actually increased it compared to the arcade version. Um, I think that was just mis- it never makes sense to me why they do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Also, either. like, like that happens with, um, like. Um, when they bring some Japanese games over, like mm-hmm. sometimes they make the um, like the the like international versions harder, or you know sometimes they make them easier. It's just like why? Just keep the base difficulty from the original. I just never understood that. Yeah, like I said four. I understand you. Want, I, you, you like I four. I understand that. Um, I, I understand that. I understand the programmer not want to make the game easier because you easier because it's a home version of the game that you bought, right. presumably a full price. But making it harder, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. You're not yes. making any money off of people losing the game. Exactly. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, like, you know, this is not a quarter muncher. I, I mean, like, you know, it's, I mean, you bought the game. It should be, the difficulty needs to be adjusted a little, at least a little bit, like the home version of the game. So. Right. Uh, but this is an argument that... Yeah, but yeah, but this is an argument debate that's been covered by many people over the years. So I don't we could probably to... talk about this for another hour if we wanted to. Yeah, so we probably should like end this here. <laughs> uh, just like you know, neither yeah, neither one of us is in a, yeah, neither yeah, neither one of us is a, uh, like a fan of that, and we'll call it out when we see it. And because where's the where's Smash TV again? Yeah, the Super Nintendo version of this game, the difficulties they do 
the difficulty of that game was kept the same. Uh, it's still a very difficult game, but it, but it is but it but it is beatable, like beatable um, by one person. Uh, um, you know, not you know, not this game. So nope. So good job at programmers in porting the game over the Super NES with very little comp- compromise, but bad on them for doing that. Um, yeah, because so. I don't I don't even think I noticed any like slowdown or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a couple minor places, but like I said, it wasn't really that bad because. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I said like so. Um, you know, overall, like overall, this being one of Black Pearl's like first like like first game efforts, uh, they definitely did a good. They definitely they definitely did a good job. A good job. Definitely a good start. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's just that damn frustration factor. So. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, we beat that point. Uh, like uh uh. uh uh, point to death enough, so... Um, Are you sure? Let's talk another half an hour about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty fun... Pretty pretty fun twist... Yeah, pretty fun twist twin-stick shooter crossing that five times fast. Um, as long as you know what I, you're getting into. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say five uh, times fast. You have any you have any final thoughts like about this, George? Um, should probably go and try it. I maybe should have taken a look at the arcade version, but... Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you're if you're interested, definitely take a look at it. I mean, it's not gonna yeah. hurt you or any. Well, it might hurt you if you see the bosses or whatever. <laughs> but you know, uh, you can get over it eventually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Just with just without a lot, a lot of patience. <laughs> or using like Game Genie code like George did. So either way, but either way works. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, really don't, I, really don't, I really don't think you're missing anything by uh, missing anything by not having seen the arcade version. Be very arcade. Oh, okay. Uh, be, yeah, but like I said, I, I think that uh, I think overall this is a very, very good port of the art, you know, like the arcade game. Right. So, but uh, but anyway, yeah, definitely recommend it to two players. You know, makes the game a lot easier and also like a lot of fun. Certainly. So. Anyway, so uh, that was Total Carnage. Uh, pretty good game overall. Um, George is George is picking the next game we're covering. Uh, uh, we're covering here on the podcast. And what game? And what game do you want to? Uh, what game do you want to look at next time, George? Front Mission Gun Hazard is a Japanese uh, Super Famicom game. Uh, yes. It is. It has been uh, patched to English, so uh, don't worry. We don't know how to read Japanese. <laughs> uh, we're just we're just looking at a translation patch. But yeah, uh, this is interesting. It's an action RPG. This uh, is the second game of the Mission game. I believe so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or the is. second SNES game or something? I don't know. It's Front uh, Mission 2. They don't call it Front Mission 2, but it, uh, Front Mission 2, but it basically is Front Mission 2. It's uh, it's it's interesting. It's an action RPG. It's not yes. a strategy-esque game, really. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to look at, uh, yes, considering, yeah, considering we uh, cover Front Mission 3 on PlayStation Power and... Well, we we still have a bunch of front missions to cover on that podcast, yes, we do. Yeah. but yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, any 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 way to get more front mission in, right? <laughs> yes, uh, both of us, yeah, both of us are fans are fans of front mission franchise. Most of the front mission, uh, most front mission games did not come out here in the states. Uh, this one included. Um, I definitely recommend. I definitely recommend for anybody out there who like front mission games, the front mission port uh, on the DS. Uh, which also which originally on Super NES, uh, Japan, Japan only, but the DS version of the game is available here. Uh, very, very good port of the game. Uh, very, uh, very much worth checking out. Um, I've, not, I've not played this game though before, so I'm curious. To, so I'm curious to go into it. Yeah. So, so we will be covering that next time. I, I believe this is going to be our fourth Japanese-only game. 
uh, if I'm doing the count correctly. So. I don't know. You you know more than I do on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's right because we covered we covered a Persona game and then we covered Star Ocean and we also covered uh, Live a Live. So. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. So this so yeah so this is the fourth one. So anyway, um, as always, we very much uh, as always. We, we very much appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc., uh, please feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page. Um, you can also send me an email directly if you want to at the SNES Podcast at Yahoo.com. We are a proud member of both the Throwback Network's Retro Junkies, where you can check out a whole bunch of other great retro themed podcasts, both gaming and non gaming related. And please give us a, and please give us a, a rating review on iTunes. It, um, it gets very highly appreciated. Uh, George, what other podcast do you do? Uh, well, you and I do PlayStation Power, where we, yes, we cover do. PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and <gasps> PlayStation Portable games. Um, and I also do Master System Masterpieces, where we cover Master System games. That's about it. Alrighty, and if somebody wants to contact you, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Chief. that's at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-F. <clears throat> okay. Um, yep, uh, we are also getting ready for 100, uh, the 100th episode coming up, uh, we, uh, uh, as mentioned before previously, we're going to be doing a, uh, um, uh, game draft with, like, a whole bunch of other fellow, uh, fellow podcasters about their favorite Super NES games. This is going to be scary. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, because this, yeah, because this library is filled, uh, this library is filled, this library is filled, this library is filled, like, uh, great games. So coming down like uh, uh, you, so so each person coming down with top five is gonna be is she's gonna be like very very difficult. Yeah. So more details on that like will be announced at like like we get closer, but it's coming up the next uh, several months. So stay tuned. Um, you know, as always, we, as always, uh, we, uh, uh, as always, George and I thank you very much for listening. Um, and we will come at you again next time. So take care, everybody, and thanks again. Pew pew, I'm a gun robot. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.